You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Denver Hoops and Dreams. I am your host, Jeremy Nichols, here with my co-host, Alex Valdez. Alex, we're just coming off the Thanksgiving week. How was your Thanksgiving, man? Lots of visits, lots of family. You know, everyone wants to see the kid. No one really wants to see me, but they all want to see the kid. So it's always right. like, yeah, you can come too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's usually how it is uh, when it comes to family and friends around Thanksgiving, man. It's always, it's about, it's about the kids, man. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, it was the same thing with uh, you know, I went over to to my dad's spot and, um, you know, the whole thing was just, all right, how do we enjoy this and let my daughter just have fun, you know? So that's how it is when you got kids. But um, yeah, man, we're we're back at it. Um, we did, you know, obviously with the Thanksgiving break and everything, we weren't able to, uh, to record anything. But hey, we're back. The Nuggets are back doing their thing as usual. Um, as we sit right now. The Nuggets are 12 and seven, which is good enough to be second in the West. Um, and we're, we're, we're seeing a lot of potential right now with the team. And honestly, the record could, could be even better because even in the first episode, we spoke about some of those really tough losses um, that the Nuggets experienced. But to think that obviously they dealt with, I mean, Jokic was out with COVID. Jamal Murray was out with COVID. Michael Porter's injured right now. Bones had... Bones was out for a while to Aaron Gordon was out with some other illness. All these things happen. And for the Nuggets to still be second in the West, that that just shows how good this team actually is. Right. What do you what do you what do you think about all that stuff, man? I think right before we left off last podcast, we said, you know, this is when Malone will kind of earn his coach of the year kind of stuff. We did say that. And, yep. You know, it's kind of funny because like, I mean, we'll get into it, but there was two bad losses. Yeah. And there was also some great wins too. Very true. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to get into those. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, man, um, what, what, we, what I want to do, um, because the thing that really stood out to me, obviously during these, these games, right. It's been Aaron Gordon, right? Like for me personally, I'm seeing a player that is shining. Now, I guess the real question is, is this Aaron Gordon's career year? Um, if you look at his stats, you look at his career, 2017 was his best overall year. Right. Mm-hmm. He shot 43%, 43.4%, 17 6 per game. Right. And let's see, we're seeing, what is it, 7.9 rebounds a game. Right now, he's shooting... 60%. So, I mean, and this is also an Aaron Gordon that's taking more threes as right. a nugget too. Yes. He, yeah, definitely has been uh, letting them fly. And he's shooting 
16.6. I said that, but 6.9 rebounds per game. But this is, this is also a, a, an Aaron Gordon who doesn't need to be, you know, he's not the second option like he was last year, right? Because, right. I mean, he was almost forced into that role. Now this dude's just letting the game come to him. And I don't know, it's hard to find a, a player out there that will not thrive next to Jokic. Right. But mm-hmm. the fact that he's, what, the fourth option on this team and having a career year, that says something. It does. I mean, I think obviously, you know, when he was first brought into Denver, right? And we, 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 we talked about it in the first episode when we saw the potential of the Nuggets with Jokic, Murray, Porter, Gordon. We saw that, that four-headed monster, and they were just running through teams, right? Aaron Gordon right now, he's starting to realize what he can actually do. Right. Because obviously, like you mentioned, you know, him being in Orlando, I mean, obviously his role there was a little bit different. He is not the number one option. And I don't think he wants to be the number one option. He knows where his his skill set lies. He's he's a great slasher to the basket. His reverse dunks are unblockable. Once he gets it under the basket, good luck. Because right. once he does that reverse, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen anyone stop him, honestly. Um, and the way, obviously, Jokic is, Jokic knows him now. So he knows exactly where he's going to be when, when Gordon is doing his baseline cuts. Even I'm starting to even see him and Jamal Murray. They're, they're starting to pull their chemistry. And right. you could see, you said, it, you said it perfectly, he's finding his place. And he knows exactly what he needs to do because... I did see a stat the other day. I was looking at like throughout his entire career. You saw you brought up his field goal percentage right now. He I think I think 10 out of 12 games or something like he had shot like over 60 percent. And it's like, wow, because you said it like he's shooting a lot of threes. He's not just dunking the ball as we know he is really good at, you know, so we're witnessing we're witnessing something different with him because I think he he's found finally found his place in the offense because most people look at Aaron Gordon and they're like, Oh, he's kind of like that wing defender for the nuggets. Right. But offensively, I think he's just, he found his pocket. He found his place where he can really thrive. Well, think about it in Orlando. He was the number one option, right? right. Then he gets traded here. Then he's usually, he's, you know, probably your third option just because MPJ was kind of hurt in and out of that first, uh, that first year. Right. He was kind of right. looked at as that third option. And then last year he, you know, no Murray, no MPJ. He's the second option. And now he's back to fourth, maybe even fifth, depending yeah. on, you know, yeah. if any of the Browns are going off or Jones <laughs> uh, is going off. Right. Now he's the fourth guy and he's having a career year. It just shows that you don't, he's almost like that guy you don't need to run plays for. Right. He'll yeah. just find his game. Um, I mean, they just had that, uh, what would be Malone's walkout song? Um, I did see that. I did see that. It, and, and it seemed like the team was having such a hard time trying to figure that out. <laughs> they just went with a prototypical, what do white guys listen to? Uh, right, rock, right, right. Rock and roll. Rock, rock and roll. But I did see it, that. It was funny because even Aaron Gordon was like, yeah, if I don't pick the right song, they probably won't run any plays for me. I did. I did see that. Yeah. All I think it was like, <laughs> this dude barely has any plays run for him. I mean, mind you, Jokic doesn't have any plays run for him. None, I, I none. doubt he does. He's yeah, just come up yeah. there and do what you got to do. Yeah. And Aaron Gordon is just out here, just kind of going with the flow, going with the offense. And how many putback dunks, how many muscle ups is he getting up? I mean, this dude is just shining right now. And yeah. I mean, I don't want to just keep harping on this because I mean, 
we're looking at guys like KCP, who's having a career year. Right. We're looking at Bones, who's taken off in his second year. MPJ, I mean, he's shooting the lights out. I mean, we'll get into MPJ later on, but yeah. You know, even Jokic right now, I, mean, I wanted to get into it, but Jokic is having, he's what, on third on the MVP voting yep. list right now? Yeah. yeah. And, it's crazy to think, right? Because and I would say right now, is the best yeah. year out of all of them. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Because when I saw when I saw the, the NBA.com MVP list, I'm sitting there like, I, Jokic at three? Right? Because, I mean, as a, even as a fan, like, I know the Nuggets are doing well. I know Jokic is playing well. But even while watching him, I think he set that barometer so high. It's like now when you watch him play, it's like, wait, I'm not seeing Jokic of last year right now at this moment. But that's also because I feel like he's been pacing himself, right? He's he Jokic knows. Jokic knows. I think he, in his mind, he's like, there are going to be injuries. There's going to be a lot of stuff. And I know what I'm going to have to do in the long haul. So we're still early in the season. Let me kind of take my time. But, I mean, it's not to take away from him because he is playing well. He's just not dropping the 30-plus every single night like we saw last year. But he, but that's also because he doesn't have to. Right. Why does he know? not have to, right? He has MPJ. Right. He has a whole litany of characters back. And he has KCP, you right. know, kind of opening up stuff on the outside. He's got Murray opening up stuff on the outside. Now Murray can bring the ball up, not just Jokic. Your center brings the ball, right? So, yeah, I mean, I've got Jokic at 22.4 for the the season games. Uh, Let's see, 9.7 rebounds and 8.8 assists. The dude is Mm -hmm. almost averaging a triple-double. That that is true. He he might be able to by the end of the year. And there's been a couple games where he's been pulled early just because either of foul trouble and or because they're just blowing teams out. Yeah. And the guy doesn't need to to put up these numbers, right? I mean, he can just – I mean, what was it? It was the – he just had 39 points, right? Mm-hmm. And the dude dominated, and it, it looked as effortless as you can see. I mean, I had – I watched someone break down his game, and I was like, just watching Jokic, all I could think was, this dude's game is like so Tim Duncan-esque. It's it like is. so It is, boring, yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, that was what they called him, the big fundamental, right? And it was – all I could think was – this dude is just going to drop 40 on you if he wanted to, but no, he's just going to dish 14 assists a game. So, so I don't know. It's just, it's crazy that we have so many nuggets having career years. If we could just figure out this MPJ, if we can figure out this defense thing, yeah, man, the sky's the limit. I agree. I agree. And, and I know you mentioned there are a lot of different nuggets players that are, you know, having career years and playing really well. I think my biggest surprise, and I did tweet about it the other day, um, Vlatko Chanchar, right? Um, I know, obviously, we, we we spoke about that. And like I said, I, I tweeted about it because for me, obviously, we heard of, Vlatko's been on a team for a little bit, a little while, right? We had always heard about what he can do, but the thing is we hadn't seen it, right? We we kept hearing, oh, yeah, this is what he did overseas. This is what he did, da 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 But we hadn't actually seen it because he would never really be on the court a whole bunch for whatever reason. You know, whether that's injury, whether that's just or just not playing, obviously, for coach's decision, whatever. But I think now you're starting to get to see like, wait, Vlatko is he's coming out here playing lockdown defense. He he obviously practices a half court shot and it worked the other day against the Mavericks where they that that man, that whole debacle against the Mavericks was insane. Every like, point mattered. They won by <laughs> one point. Right. That was they insane, that man. 
Like just they the way that they, they the way that they set it up was wow. Right. right. And and kudos to Malone for putting him in. I mean, he's like, I mean, hell, you practice these, get out there and try one. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was interesting because I did see um obviously when I saw the play. Um, I, I didn't know that that was a thing that he was practicing the whole time. And then I saw Harrison win. Shout out to Harrison. He he posted a video of Vladko practicing. So which 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 brings which brings up the question. Is Vladko the actual glue guy for this team moving forward? Maybe not for the team, because, I mean, we know it's Jokic, right? So right, right, but right. is he the glue guy for the bench? Because okay. yeah, yeah. Because we know Bones is going to be your your microwave player, right? He's going to be right. the guy that you are looking forward to come and score, get a little bit of that street ball coming in off the bench, right? Because when that. Jokic is not on the floor, you got to create. And Bones can create. He can shoot from the logo. But it's kind of like you look so hard for these, you know, these these power – or not even these power forwards. He's a – I don't know. He's a small forward, I would say. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He's, 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 a, he's a hybrid. He's a hybrid right, forward right. for sure, yeah. Like it's it's so hard to find these, I don't know, these Jeff Greens. There's a reason Jeff Green has played so long in the, in the league, right? Right. And now right. that Jeff Green went out, shout out to Jeff Green, hope he gets better. Uh, now that he's out, it's like, what, like now we're kind of finding that utility guy that you would find on the bench. Like he was guarding SGA the other night, and I mean, he – I mean. SGA is going to get his, but he made it difficult on him. He did. Not yeah, only did. is his defense, you know, mm-hmm. coming off crazy, but this dude can guard on the perimeter. This guy can hit these long threes. I mean, he's kind of bricked some easy layups, but I mean, that's, that's going to come. <laughs> hey, man, they all, I think all players have that that uh, that one Achilles heel. Like him, right. it's, it's those layups, but he's doing uh, the other stuff. Experience. That, that's, that's your boy. I, I will hit from the logo. I, I will miss from – right underneath the basket that's fair that's fair yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know i know i know a lot of people like that actually <laughs> because you know what um and and i know I, i'm gonna shout out my dad my dad is very similar to that too um he only practices three-pointers um but you give him the ball to to lay it up and he would just like walk away he's like now nah, i'm not even gonna try it you right. know so but yeah you, you are correct um vladko vladko is is he's bringing a different a different look a different feel that i feel like most of the other players just are they can't provide that specifically. He just has a, a a nice talent that works and it blends really well. And I think I, I saw someone ask him um the question and he um he basically said that this is this is European basketball. Mm. Like that that was his response, you know, like that's what that's what he's bringing to the table. And I guess for him it was just like, dude, this is what I do. This is what I've been practicing for years. So this is not a surprise to me. You know, but I think now for me, uh, you know, and for us as fans just watching, it's like, man, we're finally getting to see what Vladko can really do. Right. It's it's always you always hear it from. I mean, you see it with our MVP every time he comes back playing right. Euro ball. He's always like, I don't know if if you were and I were to say who will win, you know, uh, Embiid versus Jokic on a one on one. It'd probably be Embiid. Yeah. Probably just because yeah. it's like that's not Jokic's game. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's correct. It's the the style right. of play. Absolutely, Jokic is out there to win games. Embiid is out there to win stats. And I'm not going to get into the MB versus Jokic <laughs> stuff. I mean, one guy right. has two MVPs, the other guy is on you know a different team. But right. regardless, it it just shows that like this team is honestly they're ready for a, a deep playoff run, and they're only getting better. I, I, you could almost look at these. Um, as I watch Embiid now play, um, you could look at these games um, that they've missed, you know, the Bones, they've missed the Gordons, they've missed Jokic and Murray. 
and it's almost like a blessing in disguise. You get to try some stuff out. You get to get deeper into your bench. I mean, right. Ish had that block, and then he had that oop with to Bruce Brown. Man, that, Ish Smith. Oh man, that, man. You know what? I didn't, what I didn't know Ish Smith could get up that high. I'll be honest with you. Like watching that play, and, and I've seen the replay a bunch of times. I'm like, man, how did he he elevated to get to that right. ball? Yeah, every time I watch Ish Smith, he gets smaller. I can tell you that. <laughs> I'm like, damn, is this Ish Smith or is this Earl Boinkin? And uh, you know, it's it's like every player on this team has a role, right. and it just it's like it's cool that we can go deeper and deeper into our bag at this point. Yeah, I mean, obviously, any team that that has any hopes of going far into the playoffs, um, there's a couple of things that they need. Right. You need a bench that has the ability to obviously allow your starters to get rest, but still be out there effective. That's mm-hmm. how you get to the playoffs and go deep into the playoffs. It, it cannot just be your starting lineup. Everybody has to buy in. Um, but obviously, the other side of that is they have to have the ability to win games on the road. Right. And obviously, right now, the Nuggets are in a very they're, they're in a rare air right now. They've played the most road games in the entire league. They've played the least home games in the entire league. But they've won, like like I said, like we said before, to be sitting second in the West right now and having played the most road games in a league, that shows a different mentality for this team because obviously in years past, and I think we can go all the way back to like 2013 when um, the Nuggets were just dominant, dominant at home. Right. Obviously, they got to the playoffs and then they lost in the the first round against Golden State, which obviously started their dynasty. You're welcome, Golden State fans. Um, You can kind of go back to that point. And and the biggest thing was obviously the Nuggets were really good at home. But the true test of a championship team is are you do you have the ability to win games consistently on the road? Right. Right. And that brings the question. Obviously, we, we spoke about what creates that. Are the Nuggets this year road warriors because they've played the most and they've they've still found ways to win big games? Are they road warriors? I mean, I, I know we talked about this on the lead up, but it's like you don't want to be like known to be a road warrior because that means you're not taking care of your you know stuff at home. Right, right, um, right, right. And they already have a couple losses at home that where you're like kind of head scratchers. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I'll give them the Knicks game. Um, you oh, know, we spoke about because, that right before that too, man. Man, we were like, <laughs> you kind of have to have it, but it's kind of yeah. like, you know, it wasn't in conference, but you just got to take care of like against the bad teams at home. Yeah, but man, it's it's so nice to just kind of get these games out of the way. Mind you, I would have loved to have a better showing versus Boston, just because I feel like that was a good litmus test. I Dude, feel like Boston the team, probably. Man. Yeah, I feel the like Boston scares me. Yeah, right, finals bound. Um. So who's going to come out of the West? And right now, if you are taking care of your ish on the road, um, you know, you, you kind of have a clear path to the, uh, to the playoffs and a high seed in the playoffs. And that's what you need, especially is, man, I, I don't want to, I don't want to go to golden state. I don't want to go to Phoenix again. I don't want to be right. a, a road team um, in the playoffs, man. So the fact that they can get that high seed, the fact that they're taking care of their stuff on the road, uh, it's only going to help them in the long run. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, like I said before, the Nuggets being a a team that most people think, okay, well, they have this home court advantage with the altitude and all this other stuff. All that stuff is great. 
but it hasn't given us any championships, right? right. So, so I'm actually tired of hearing about that right now because until mm-hmm. this altitude thing actually shows itself to break, listen, man, these teams are professionals, right? They practice, they train, they do all this stuff beforehand. So just like we talked about, obviously, with the Knicks game, right? Obviously, when I brought up that stat where it was just like, man, they hadn't won in Denver in how long? It was since 2006. Carmelo was still on the team. Like, right. that is, that's, you know what I mean? So the fact that they were able to come into Denver and get that win, that, like, that that right there, and I understand all that, you know, you're missing certain players and all that too, great. But when you're a championship team or a team with championship aspirations, those can't be excuses. It like it right. can't it can't be an excuse, you know, moving forward because you you built this team for this reason and to to make sure you have guys you can plug and play when you're missing a Jokic when you're because mi- I mean we even saw DeAndre Jordan the other day have he had some decent decent games while Jokic was out he had some moments you know blocking right. shots like you saw you saw him like catching alley oops and it's like man look this is throwback throwback DJ from the right. Clippers days like you're seeing because you you mentioned it where. You say Bones, Bones and him, like they have a really nice chemistry, right? And Bones brings, like, like you said, that that street ball, that that out of scheme type of play that the Nuggets need. You gotta have a player that can break you down or break a defense down, regardless of the scheme that they're running. So if they're in a two-three, Bones can Bones can move around that. Bones can get to the top of the key and find that weak spot and hit that that mid-range, like. You need a player that has that ability to do that. Obviously, Jokic is very fundamental, and his game is not predicated on dribbling between the legs and moving behind. Like, no, he's a he. He knows, but he knows what he does. Right? He plays really well within that system. Um, but you need that ability moving forward, especially on the road. You because you when you play in hostile environments, think about Trey Young against the Knicks in the playoffs. Right? When they play in MSG. Trey Young has the ability to break down that defense. And he he just owns that team for some reason. And, and that's just what it is. But he plays extra well. And most people play even better when they're in MSG. You know, right. I'm, I don't know why that is. Right. Jokic's out there dropping 50 burgers too. Right, right. So it's like everybody seems to get up to play in that arena. So I think obviously just being on the road, you just have to have the right mentality for it. Because it, well, I feel like it can't just be MSG. You got to be able to try to put that together everywhere. You know, you mentioned the uh, 2013 team versus the, the Warriors, right? But it was—I'm still not the biggest Coach Carl fan. I, I respect his knowledge of the, of the game and all that, but but what was his his whole dynamic, his whole um, you know his scheme for the Nuggets at over that time frame? It was. Let's get out and run, right? So let's yeah. get out and run, yeah. use the altitude to our advantage, right? And he did that. I mean, kudos to them. He did that. But it doesn't work on the road when teams are not at altitude. And Correct. just the simple fact of the Nuggets can still do this at home. And the simple fact of, I mean, Jokic is not going to be the dude that's running up the court, but he is going to throw those Hail Marys down, down the court, right? Yeah, so. But it's funny that you mentioned um, Bones, you know, being that guy that can break down defenses, the guy that is not afraid to take that big shot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he has that kind of Kobe mentality. I don't want to overuse that, but he has that Kobe mentality of just, I'm just going to keep shooting. Right. Matt, we just killed Barton for doing this, right? So what what separates Barton from Bones? Is it the fact that Bones is hitting those shots? Yes. 
that's that, that honestly that's what it comes down to um obviously you know everyone who knows me knows I, i've i've never been the biggest will barton fan um because i've been a nuggets fan for over 20 years and it's like i'm watching a team and i feel like any player that is is not is not helping the team win now i know i i know a lot of people who love will barton right and I'm not trying to take nothing away from the guy. Yes, yes, I do, surprisingly. Um, like, I remember, dude, every time I used to tweet about Will Barton, like, if I would say, oh, man, Will is costing us this game. Oh, my gosh, the comments, the people would be tweeting me like, man, why are you blaming Will Barton? You know, da-da-da-da-da, didn't have a good game either. Like, I had a lot of people who would be defending him. Now, the thing is with me um, – I'm a realist, man. Like, if if I feel like you're costing the Nuggets games b- because of your style of play, you you you, t- you talked about the style of play and obviously the comparison between Bones and Barton. Bones has had some games where you're like, dude, wh- why are you taking that shot? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I have the same feeling when Bones does certain things that doesn't fit into that scheme. Because if 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 you're in a situation, right, and you're Bones and you're bringing the ball up and you have Jokic in the paint and you got let's just say uh, DeAndre Hunter or some random guy guarding Jokic in the paint and you decide, hmm, I'm going to take a three from 35 feet out and not throw it to Jokic in the post. Hmm. Barton used to do that. Right. He did that in the playoffs against Golden State. This most, re- like, we we all saw it, you know? So Bones has those moments, but I think for me, it's Bones comes off the bench. Right? right. And I think and I think that is the biggest difference, because when you come off the bench, you have a different it's a different leash, a different different. Leeway. Right. You know, because it's, it's very similar to uh, Lou Williams. Right. Like mm-hmm. Lou Williams. He he used to do the same thing for like the Hawks and like his think about his style of play. Jamal Crawford. These mm-hmm. guys, they have a they have a, a style of play that's that's conducive to to. So just kind of breaking down defenses, but most of these guys come off the bench. If you think about it, Lou Williams is not a starter or had not been a starter for his entire career. He won how man, you might as well name the six man of the year trophy after him. You know, Jamal Crawford, similar. He would come off the bench, break down your defense. It's just certain players that have that. Um, and it works when you're coming off the bench, but when you're a starter like Will Barton was. It's you are expected to to operate a little bit different. You have to operate within that scheme. And I think that is the biggest difference between Barton and Bones, because Barton was a starter for a very long time. I almost have nothing to add to that, honestly, because that was um, that's kind of what I was leading to was would we give this kind of leeway to Bones if he was playing with Jokic, right? Right. Yeah. Because it's like you have uh, it's kind of like Jokic plays about three quarters a game on average and he has the best plus minus in the game right now. Mm-hmm. So what that means is you need to survive about 12 minutes without Jokic on the floor. And that 12 minutes is going to be bones, get out there and, you know, kind of have fun facilitate, yeah. get guys. I mean, it's crazy to see a second year player going out there and yelling at dudes to get where they need to be. At. <laughs> I'm yelling over at MPJ. I was like, okay. Yeah, um, like, you it's know, a different mentality, man. I'm telling you, and I like that. I like to see players keeping other players accountable. It, it, right. that's how you win. You have to have the ability to do that because if you're scared to tell a player, man, find your spot here, or or you missed that assignment here, like if you're scared to do that, you're not gonna win. It's all about communication, and honestly, it doesn't really matter. Oh well, this vet, you can only listen to that guy. Like, 
No, like you have to, every player has the ability to speak up and say, Hey man, I think you missed that assignment. And I think I missed this assignment. You, it has to be mm-hmm. personal and you also have to have the ability to talk to your teammates. Right. So that's why, like, I love to see Jokic get angry. Right. right. But not, not, he has two modes of angry. He has a angry, frustrated where he does where he stuff. Be- some technicals, like Correct. And he goes after the refs and all this type of stuff. That's the Jokic. I don't like that Jokic, that, that version of him. We, the less we see of that, the better. But when that's he, no but when he puts his head down and like he, you know, calls out people and he's like, man, we, we got to do this. And you see Jokic celebrating, saying, let's go. You know, like it's a different because we don't get to see it much because you, you mentioned right. it, the Tim Duncan, that demeanor. Tim Duncan was never like that either. You know, but in those big games, he found a way to win. And that right. is all of that that it comes down to. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we spoke about the team. We spoke about what Jokic obviously brings to the table, being the back-to-back MVP. Um, You know, the Nuggets have been missing a lot of players recently. And in our first episode, we did discuss a couple teams. We talked about the Utah Jazz. We talked about the Phoenix Suns, a couple teams in in the West. Now, there have been some games since our last episode. So right now, I think what I want to, I want to see what you think about any team that like you have your eye on. It's like, hmm, if we meet up with them, in the playoffs, it could be a problem. Is there any team in the West that that kind of gives you a little bit of pause, like cause to pause, like that they might scare us a little bit? What are you thinking? Right. Uh, you know, I wanted to say, I wanted to say Phoenix, but it's like we didn't have Murray in that game or in that series, right? So that is true. Would that series have been different if you had friends of Murray and Booker going head to head? I would believe we have so. Like a Murray and Mitchell kind of thing again. Would we have a Lillard versus Murray thing again, but the way that the Nuggets are currently constructed, man, it sounds so arrogant. It sounds so biased, but man, there's no team that really scares me in the West. Right, they're kind of like in the East because I don't really want to see. I mean, God, it's so like they're so like headline driven. I don't want to see Boston. I'm not trying to see the Nets because, you know, all it takes is one Kevin Durant game to get going. All it takes is Kyrie going off or whatever it might be. But I don't want to see the Nets because let's face it, that star powered, those star calls, the Nuggets only have one guy who's going to get those star calls. But who barely Barely. gets it though? Barely. Still barely gets it as a reigning two-time MVP. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Boston. There's yeah, no one. I, in I don't. I, man, I do not want to see Boston at all. There's that no is one the one the team I'm scared of. Just overall, I don't want to see them at all, right. man. Right. Yeah. No. I'll, let Let some other team take care of them. As I see them play the Pistons, and they're about to just drub them. Mind you, I'm just watching highlights. But right. um, no, I, I would say Phoenix. I'm I'm not trying to get on that perimeter defense. Um, it still scares me. I still need to see Denver. You know, kind of defend a little bit better. Right. Um, Aiton versus Gordon or Jokic doesn't really scare me that much. Um, anytime you ever seem to need to see Jokic kind of work a little bit more, I kind of love it just because that that uh you know that competition kind of comes out of him, and then you got you get to see Jokic kind of get a little bit more selfish, and then when Jokic gets selfish, like the dude starts dropping thirty and forty burgers. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm good with that. Um, I, I don't want to see a healthy Clippers team. Um, that's fair yeah but, yeah but these are all just like you know I, I would rather not see them you know a Luca getting hot man there's no team right now outside of a couple teams in the east that really scare me yeah 
because I feel like the Nuggets are just struggling and kind of just piecing together wins right now as they put together arguably what four to five players best career years right and they are 12 and 7 right now with having the COVID having the injuries having um a couple just terrible losses that even they themselves were like how did that happen I mean you know that, that Portland game homeboy goes off you know you have the Knicks game you have this Pistons game these are just kind of gimme games that's in the long run, I would I wouldn't say like like meet me again down in February and let's see let's run it back. Right. And you also have to remember too is Jokic said you know pretty much Marie is gonna what do you say he was like Marie's gonna suck for like, for the first, first twenty games. Yeah. This mm-hmm. next game is game twenty, so Murray's here. Like I'm not holding back anything else. Like it's time yeah. for Murray to be Murray, and he's looked like Murray. So Murray is your second option. You have. Kevin Love is your third option. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm an MPJ as your third option. <laughs> tell me, tell me I'm wrong. Is he is he more Kevin Love, Kyle Corver, or is he the Clay Thompson as we've all hoped he to be? Um, I think right now he is more Kevin Love Kevin Love um style because I mean he he does have he has an interesting game, right? A very interesting game. Obviously, he is one of the best and most efficient shooters in the game and it doesn't matter guards forwards it don't matter he's just one of the most efficient shooters in the game um what he's trying to find is that place where he can really bring his defense to right because don't get me wrong there have been some games and some moments where you're like mpj is locking this guy down and you're like well it's very rare obviously but we've seen it we've seen i mean man you are 610 611 seven foot plus wingspan so you have the ability to block shots and move around um it honestly it's just a mentality thing right he has the athleticism we've seen him do windmill dunks we've seen him do all types of stuff you know obviously within his rehab and you know and he was trying to show everybody like hey i'm healthy my back is fine because i'm sure he saw the tweets and all this type of stuff and he made sure that they put out some videos of him doing certain things so he has the ability to give you that Clay Thompson feel, because what the thing, obviously the the thing that separates Clay and a lot of people, obviously Clay, he can get hot mm. like nobody's business. We've seen him score. I think what he, I'm pretty sure he has the most in a quarter ever. If I'm if I'm not if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, Clay has scored the most in a quarter. It was either him right. or Devin Booker. I can't. I, I believe it's Clay. Um, but Clay also plays defense. Obviously, especially prior to this injury and stuff that he's had for a little while, um, Clay was always that two-way type of guy. He would be on one side, he'd just be raining threes on you, but then he would also be on a perimeter helping out or at least locking down your best perimeter player. MPJ has to get to that point. So you brought up Kyle Korver as well. That's 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 an interesting comparison because at one, I hadn't heard Kyle Korver's name in a very long time. and. But but thinking back of like his his play, um, you know, for the Sixers and stuff like that, where he was just a knockdown guy. That was just it. Every time you see him on a court, you had to make sure you had somebody on him because he would just let it fly. And he was extremely efficient with it, too. You know, so that is a very interesting comparison. But I like it because it makes sense for MPJ right now. The difference is MPJ 
rebounds. So obviously you brought up the Kevin Love comparison. He's a that's that 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 style that of play. Right, right, right. You know, like Kevin Love at one point in reality was the best power forward in the league. Like right. he was. It was I think at that moment it was probably between him and Blake Griffin. It mm-hmm. was like those two guys are like, all right, the like who who's who's the best? And when they would play each other, it would always be a really good matchup, right? But MPJ is kind of showing that off now where he has the ability. We just need to see it consistently. We need to right. see it to where he's like, all right, KCP, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown. I know you guys are – or Aaron Gordon too, obviously. I know you guys are the ones who are like our defenders. But let me show you what I can do too. Like we've seen Jokic get game-winning blocks on multiple occasions, right? Because obviously Jokic has been criticized for years about his lack of defense. Obviously, that narrative has really been brought up by a lot of Sixers fans, We, if we're being real, because they, they have this, you know, the whole unspoken, well, not unspoken, because people speak about it all the time, this whole Jokic and B thing, right? But Jokic the defense, leads the team in kills, by the way. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, 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 all, it's all a misconception. It's all, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just using, I don't care what the stats say, I'm just using my eye test, and oh, I didn't see Jokic stop Steph Curry at the top like, stop right. it, man. Like, th- there's videos of Embiid being shown up by some random point guard. It happens right. to most bigs because it's a disparity within the speed. That's what happens. But MPJ, right. on the other hand, he has the ability to be quick on his feet. He can do it. We've seen it. We've seen it. It's just been rare. But the fact is he has the ability to do it. We just need to see more of it. Yeah, you brought it up, like, his height, his wingspan. It's like... Why are you playing like a 6'5 guard when you're a 7'11 or sorry, 6'11, you know, shooting, I don't know, small forward, power forward. I'm right. probably a small forward, but it's like, dude, be, be 6'11. Like stop playing so small, get out there and don't always hit these 20 foot two pointers. It's like mm-hmm. step back or take that inside. Right. So I don't know. I, I guess I'm, I'm trying not to be the guy that's always like, oh man, I wish this player would be better. Cause you know, that last year was Barton and I guess a couple of years it's been Barton, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't want it to be MPJ. His contract also works against him when it comes to like, you know, how fans view him, but you know, the guy didn't pay himself. Right. So, and you know, you're not going to turn down 120 million, you know, over a contract. So I, I just need to see, I don't know, consistency at this point. Yeah. Um, Cause if this dude just can get, I don't know, 16 and seven a game, I, I think the nuggets are in a good spot, yeah. but I do love the fact that, you know, Malone is not afraid to pull him in late and fourth and put in Bruce Brown. It's like, sorry, your defense is just not cutting it right now. I mean, look, and- Bruce Brown had a triple double the other night. So he obviously has the ability to do everything. Right. Everything. And Bruce Brown, I mean, he, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but he could push MPJ for a starting position. I mean, he should. Because you already have Bones coming off the bench for that scoring, but you don't have that guy that's going to hit shots, who's going to be where you need him to to get those muscle-ups, to play bigger than he is. Yeah, Bruce Brown is the perfect, most Jokic-type guy that we've had, I don't know, since Marie, I would say. Right. And that's saying something because we've had some good ones, but he, I, I don't know. I just, I want to see more from MPJ because I feel like that's the last step I need to see before I say this team is a legitimately title contender. Okay. 
No, I, I, I totally agree. All we, we, we both see it. All we need from him is more consistency. Now, I do have. I, I'm going to throw a curveball at you here, right? We obviously we didn't we did not discuss this, but I just thought about it as we were talking about this. Have you caught any Orlando Magic games this year? No, I, I, I uh, don't usually look at uh, terrible teams. No. Got it. Got it. Cool. I I wasn't expecting you to say anything different. The reason I bring this up five, is because you mean five and fifteen Orlando Magic? No. Right. No, right. Okay. That. Gotcha. <laughs> the reason the reason I'm bringing that up is because obviously they have a player on that team who the Nuggets drafted. Right. I mean, they have a few players on that team who the Nuggets drafted. If we're being real, you know, RJ Hamptons, Gary. Yeah, yeah. They have a, they got a couple guys on that squad, but there's a particular player that the Nuggets drafted that had this high ceiling, very tall guy, right? You know, goes by, he has these two interesting names, you know? Mm. Um, and, and I've been, I've been keeping my eye on the magic only because I wanted to see how Mr. Bol Bol was playing, right? All I'm, because everybody keeps talking about this Victor guy, who's going to be this new player that's coming out the draft. Giannis was talking about him recently on Serge Ivaka's show, um, it's, it's a, it's an interesting thing to, to watch Bol Bol play right now because he is thriving, like thriving. Bol Bol is blocking shots, getting double doubles, doing all types of stuff. And I'm watching him play. And I just have one quick question. I know we're, we're about to be up on time and I know we're going to talk about obviously the Rockets, the Rockets series, um, you know, next, but I did want to ask that question real fast. Did the Nuggets give up on Bol Bol too quickly? I would hearken back to our very first topic, and that would be Vlatko being the glue guy. Right. Vlatko right. is making the most out of his minutes that he's on on the court, right? Right. And I can't say that Bobo did that when he was on the court. It was always like yeah, a fan favorite, right. but you really can't blame TC or whoever hell were our tourists, whoever else. <laughs> You whoever made so that many- decision yeah 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 yeah. but you can't blame them for not giving up on him but kind of just taking what you can get at this point because he did have the injuries he was on the outside of the bench he had an unspecified role which i know malone kind of likes that and his team is kind of like you know positionless basketball right but was he a power forward was he a center was he a small forward what was he what was his role? What what did he come on the court and give you? Because right. he's not your center when Jokic is out there. He's not your power forward if Gordon's out there. I, I guess right now he's also on a 5-15 and 15 team that's allowing <laughs> him to do whatever he wants to do on, right. on the court. And, you know, you're kind of just taking the good with the bad at this point. So is he thriving or is he just – one of the guys who gets someone, you know, someone's got to score the basketball at this point. Yeah. I mean, would he, would he be playing any minutes on this Nuggets team? Okay. Outside that's good, of, that's, you know, yeah, that's, that's a, a good angle. And very uh, uh, hurt, but I don't know. Would he start on Boston? Would he play any roles in Boston? Would he play any roles um, in any of these deeper teams? And that's where I kind of feel like, yeah, man, I'm I'm super happy for Bull. I I've, I right. feel like, you know, maybe he could have been um, on the team longer. You know, kind of like a, a Vlatko project. But going back to Vlatko, he's making the most out of his minutes versus Bull was would come out. 
he would have himself one hell of a dunk, have himself one hell of a block and then turn the ball over. So, you know, you got to make the most out of your minutes. No, I, I agree. I think it's just, you know, just us as fans, right? Obviously when you, when you know your team drafted a guy, it's a different, you, you're, you're always kind of looking at like, man, what could have been, you know, like you always think that way. And, and, just seeing him thrive like that, at least the way I see it, he's thriving because of obviously a lot of people were saying that he wasn't good enough. He couldn't do this. He couldn't do that. And to see him playing at least well enough in my book, just because I'm watching him, obviously he's not in control of the team being five and 15. Obviously he might play a role because he's on the team, but you know, you, you gotta, there's a lot of guys who control that offense out there, but when he gets a chance, you talked about magic fan, right now if you can find one um you talked to a magic fan and <laughs> no disrespect you know respectfully um if you can find one and you ask them like who like who are you most excited about on the team bobo is going to be one of those guys that they talk about because i've seen people talk about him now and like like i mentioned that victor guy you're seeing what the seven foot plus guy hitting threes blocking shots i i saw somebody quote tweet a video the other day and then all they said at the top was Dude, Bol Bol is doing this exact same thing right now. And that that tweet had like 12, 13,000 likes. You see what I mean? So obviously there are people who they're watching him and they're like, he has serious talent. And of course, we saw that when he was in Denver, right? Um, but we didn't see enough of it. We we saw him a couple of games in a bubble when they played this ridiculous seven foot plus starting lineup <laughs> where like everybody was a center. It was like some 2K simulation. <laughs> You know, um, but you're seeing you're seeing a potential. And I'm just I, I say it all that to say I'm happy for him. You know, like I'm really happy to see what he's able to do. Um, and and I think when the Nuggets do play the magic, I think he's going to have himself a game. And I absolutely will be placing some bets on that game. And I'm going to have all the overs on Bobo. That's just me personally. Hey, we'll see what happens. Um, but the obviously shots in that game by Bobo. Dude, he's going to he's going to he's going to get his shots. 30. Oh right. yeah, that's a fact, you know. So we'll see. We'll see. Obviously, how that goes. Obviously, you know, moving forward, our next game or next back-to-back series that we got uh, is about you know we we play the Houston Rockets, right? Who they have a young team, um, but the thing about them, they play spoilers very very well. You know, they they are always that team that oh you're looking at their record and they're just not that good, but they have talent if they can put that talent together and create consistent wins is the question, you know, but Kevin Porter jr. I love him as a point guard. He just the way that he plays. um, I I like his play style. I love Jalen green. I just think he's one of those guys where he's just going to score regardless. He's going to keep shooting. He is like a, he's like him and Jordan Clarkson are very similar to me in the, in their style of play because all they do is just run out there and they just shoot. They don't right. care about nothing else. They don't really. I mean, Jalen Green has been passing a lot more this season, um, you know, I, you know, in comparison to last year. But especially the first couple of games this year, he had he wasn't passing. But all of a sudden, recently, I'm looking at his stat lines because obviously, you know, I bet a lot of player props and I look at different players, and he's been at least over four assists, like pretty consistently, you know. But he and he plays the two, right? Um, I do like Shengun. He is like a baby Jokic. Like he, a lot of his play style, like people would say he looks very Jokic-esque in the way that he plays because he rebounds. You know, he does behind the back passes and these different things that most big men don't do, especially, right. you know, nowadays. Um, 
so what do you what do you think? Obviously, they play back to back. I personally think the Nuggets win both games. Um because I think the Rockets always give the Nuggets they 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 give them some issues mid game, but the Nuggets seem to find a way to win at the end. Um, and I think this is going to be no different. Obviously, I could be wrong, but I just believe Jokic is going to be too much for these guys over the next couple of games. What are your thoughts? No, I feel you. But yeah, you know, you brought up um, them being spoilers. They just played OKC and beat OKC, and both games that the Nuggets have played OKC, it's come down to the wire. It's yeah. like. And they took care of OKC. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of the way I kind of scout is like, you know, not just, you know, individual scouting, but it's like, how did they face against um, similar opponents? And they kind of handle their position. Styles make matches, man. Styles make matches. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, mind you, I don't think they're in in the Nuggets, you know, realm of talent right now. Um, They are shooting for worst team in the league. But, you know, Nuggets just lost against the Pistons, and I, I don't want to keep harkening back to that, but these are gimme games that you have to take um, take advantage of. And, again, we talked about this pre-show. I was looking for it while we were talking. I still don't recognize or see a time where you've played a same team back-to-back at home. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's No, I, I don't. I don't remember. Um, I don't remember that happening, honestly. So I'm actually kind of excited for the Wednesday game just because it's like – They've been here. The altitude's not going to be a factor. They've got some tape on you. I think that, I mean, tonight it's going to be a blowout. I, I don't expect it to be within 10. Right. But that Wednesday game, I'm kind of expecting to be a little bit more competitive, at least through okay. midway through the fourth before, you know, before the Nuggets kind of just cruise to victory. But yeah, man, it, it should be a stat padding game, especially because like I'm trying, <laughs> to, I'm trying to find like, you know, like, where and when and how do we look at Vlatko going forward? Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of just throwing out this, these next two games just because I, I mean, it sounds crazy, but I don't respect the the Rockets right now as a team. Okay. So it, it's kind of like, do I, do I take, take, uh, you know, take what happens within these next couple of games um, as like, this is how we're going to start moving forward. Um, do we, cause you're also going to be doing it without MPJ again. Right. Um, probably for the next two games they're, they're probably thinking like i am like okay well we should be able to win without him so you're gonna see a lot more vlatko you're gonna see a lot more vlatko because no jeff green mm-hmm. i'm i'm just excited to see bones go off i'm excited to see malone kind of get creative with his bench so um well honestly i don't expect these games to be close um we can talk about the you know, the next five games if you want, because I feel like that was the most boring preview, but I've, I've got Denver winning both games. Um, then they head over to Atlanta versus the Hawks. How do you mm-hmm. feel about that? one? Ooh, that's going to be, that's going to be interesting because in the East, the Hawks are probably one of my favorite teams to watch, right? Because I like, I like the, the Trey Young, the Jonte Murray backcourt. I just think they, they're just, I just like the way that they, they play, you know, mm-hmm. offensively and defensively. Um, I'm not sure if Clint Capella is going to play. I don't know about his status. I know he missed the the most recent game. I think there was, I don't know if like a dental issue, something. It was just some type of something that that happened. Um, but for some reason, I, I mean, Clint Capella always played pretty well against Jokic, but that was in the James Harden rocket days, right. you know, and maybe that was just the whole pick and roll thing that they were using and, you know, kind of setting Jokic Any, up. Anytime you can pull out a center, for, like away from you know kind of the paint 
which is Jokic is like, okay, well, if you're not going to let me dominate in there, like I'll pull you out to these mid range and mm-hmm. like, I'll kind of just work you out there. Uh, Clint Capella doesn't really scare me. Who, who, what center forward does give Jokic a hard time and don't give me, you know, the unibrow. Cause every time no. he always says it's always something. I, I mean, who, who gives Jokic the best? Honestly, the worst? <laughs> Honestly, I don't I don't have one anymore. I used to think um certain guys kind of kind of had his number. Well, well, here's the thing. Carl Anthony Towns, right? Carl mm. Anthony Towns, he seems to get up to play against Jokic and there's one of the it's a it's a very similar thing a uh, similar thing to where like Embiid, right? Embiid when he plays against Jokic because he's he's ego driven. These ego driven centers are the only mm. ones that I wouldn't say bother me. It's just that Jokic doesn't care, but they right. do. He'll get 17 assists right. on, on the Sixers. He doesn't, like, he doesn't care about the individual matchup, right? So Carl Anthony Towns, every time the Nuggets play the Timberwolves, he plays well. And it's also because and, and the Timberwolves have actually played the Nuggets really well as of late. They've won a decent amount of games since about 2018, right? Jokic just plays his game. He doesn't, he doesn't change his mentality based on his individual matchup. And that's the one thing, because think about Utah a couple years back when, when Jokic dropped, dropped what, 47 or I think, I believe it was 47 on, on Rudy Gobert. I think he had like 22 in the first quarter. And these are the guys that, that are supposed to scare Jokic, but it doesn't bother him. So I just think it's just the matchups where these guys have a personal vendetta because they believe, oh, I'm the best center in the league, so mm-hmm. I'm going to go at you. Dude, Jokic, what, mid-game, is probably thinking about what Pokemon he caught the other day. That is <laughs> it. Like, he doesn't care about Carl Anthony Towns or Joel Embiid or none of – like, Anthony Davis, none of these guys. Yes, they're all talented. They all play really well. But if I'm being honest with you, I don't think there's one center in the league that scares me in a matchup against Jokic. I think if he wanted to, he could dominate all of them because there's no one that can actually stop him. Well, let me, let me hit you up with one more question. Does it scare you now that they have two centers, Minnesota? No. You know why? Because even former nugget, Austin rivers, who I just saw a quote from him earlier this morning, where he's pretty much saying, man, if we're going to play big, then we got to actually play big and be effective. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not what he said specifically, but he was he was alluding to that because he's saying, dude, they haven't even been winning games with this all star lineup. Like, let me let me let me let me pull this up because I know I was just looking at it. The Timberwolves are 10th in the West. 10th. They're 10 and 10. They are on back to back losses like I kind of want to see what their like their points in the paint would be like where it ranks in the league right now. right? Right. Yeah. Like it's just it's just interesting to see that. So if I'm being honest. I'm actually less worried about the Timberwolves matchup now that Gobert is in there because I know for a fact that Jokic can dominate any of them. I mean, Jokic has he, – he can play well against Cat as well. It's just mm-hmm. Jokic just doesn't care. We've seen Jokic hit a game winner over Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns in a 48-hour span. Right. Back-to-back game-winning shots. Like, this is, this is the player that he is, and that was, and that was pre-MVP Jokic. That wasn't even this Jokic now. He he can do so many things now that he couldn't do then. It's ridiculous, right? So what helps now that he has perimeter offense too? Correct. Correct. Yeah. He has weapons. He has people to kick it to. So 
if I'm being honest, there's there's no there's no center in the league right now that that bothers me. Um because I think it all comes down to the mentality that Jokic has. If he decides that this is a matchup that he wants to dominate, he's going to dominate. That's the only thing that's right. stopping him. It's really it's actually him. That's it. Like right. if he wanted to say, "All right, I'm actually going to be smart and score tonight." I'll do that. You know, we've seen it against everybody. So Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis. We saw Jokic drop 30 multiple times against Anthony Davis. So right. there's no, like, oh, because Anthony Davis has been playing well recently <laughs> and he had a 30 and 19 this and did that. Like, I think listen, it was just that shot in the playoffs. That was it. Yeah. Like that's people have held that against Jokic for the long, for the longest. But in reality, even KCP said, you know, having I that shot, I, <laughs> right? I don't know, man. Like, yeah. I just, I still feel that, that kind of criticism out there. Like he's either, he's not athletic or there's other guys who are more athletic who can get their shot or just, or he's so boring. Like it's kind of like that Tim Duncan effect or he's so boring. He's so fundamental or it's like, yeah. you know, his, his game isn't that crazy or that good. It's like, no, like Tim Duncan is Easily a Hall of Famer, obviously a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. But not only is he a Hall of Famer, but he's arguably one of, if not the best power forward to ever play. I think I think he's so, the best of all time. I, I that's right. what I so, truly believe. Yeah. And you've got Jokic, who's a Tim Duncan, you know, Dirk kind of hybrid, and these guys are Hall of Famers. So I don't, I'm just I'm ready for the respect to come, and it's not going to come until they get. Now they got to they got to win. Right. They got to win. That's just that's just what it is. They have to win, you know, because we see the potential us as fans. We see it. And I think a lot of people in the, you know, just other fans of other franchises are starting to see it like, yo, I think the Nuggets might have a chance now. But it Mm -hmm. all comes down to health. Right. Like we don't want another repeat where as soon as the playoffs is about to start, all of a sudden it's just Jokic against the world again. We don't Mm want to see that again. We've seen that enough. It's time for him to get some help. And obviously, you know, we look back at 2020 in the bubble and they got to the Western Conference Finals, couple plays from actually getting there, you know. So I think the Nuggets have the potential to win it all. Obviously, if all these guys we spoke about, we spoke about Aaron Gordon, we, we spoke about Vlatko, we spoke about Bones, Jamal. Everybody just has to find their place, find your role right now, master it and get ready for because once the playoffs start, we need all hands on deck. And is your ball going to win them the win them the chip? Um, I mean, it's got to man because it 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 has it has a chance it has a chance because, but but everybody has to buy into it. That's the thing. It cannot just be two guys. You like everybody has to say this is our game plan. This is what we're going to be doing. A lot of cutting, a lot of movement, like because that's really what made the Warriors good. They implemented a scheme where it's a constant, it's constant movement. It's that that motion offense is insane. And but you have to have the 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 cast of people to do it. And the Nuggets do. So it just depends on if you buy in, you like your your guys like your Christian Browns, your Bruce Browns, your KCPs, everybody start cutting, hitting open threes. Oh, the Nuggets will be hell for anybody once the playoffs start. Round off this top five or these uh, next five for me. So we got the two Rockets games at home. Those mm-hmm. are wins for you? Those are wins, All right. yep. All right. And then you got Nuggets at Hawks. What are you taking? I actually have the Nuggets in that one as well. Okay. Nugs at Pelicans. 
you know, surprisingly, I the Pelicans always give the Nuggets problems all the time. I think the Pelicans win that game. Obviously, I'm hoping the other alternative happens, but I think the Pelicans get that game just because they always seem to play the Nuggets well. And I don't understand why that is, but every single time we play the Pelicans, it's always very close. And the Nuggets may get a win because obviously there was a game where the Nuggets won where Jokic, I think he blocked Zion right at the end. And that was, you know, I think that was last year. So, but I think, I think the Pelicans win that game. Okay. Plus, man, I, I can't wait to see Gordon versus Zion. That, mm. That's going to be so dope. That, that'll and be then you got, And then you got Mavs at Denver. Uh, I just, the oh, so weird rubber match. I, I guess a finally healthy Nuggets. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. My my gut is telling me Dallas for that game, but my heart is telling me the Nuggets can find a way to get that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Nuggets. I say the next five. I say they go four and one. Okay, I respect mm-hmm. it. I don't have yeah. to answer. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, man. Listen, this was this was this was a good episode, man. We we got we spoke about a lot of different things. Um, and for anybody that's that's listening, what I'm going to do um, moving forward, I'll, I'll have new graphics and stuff up on the show. We'll have our social media handles and everything. So anytime you got a problem with anything that we said or you want to agree with it, reach out to us. We don't got any problem talking, discussing all this stuff with you guys. Um, but, yeah, this has been another episode of Denver Hoops and Dreams. Uh, we are your host and we will continue to bring you guys a lot of good Nuggets content moving forward. Good Nuggets Good content. Yes, sir. All right. Y'all have a good. I hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving with their families and everything. Amen. Go Nuggets. Let's go.